so I reiterate here, the bill is dead. The story of this great city is about the years before this night. everybody, this is Ho Ho Hong Kong. Welcome to this podcast. I am your host, Vivek Mabubani, along with my co-host, which is... Muhammad Magdi. That is right. Okay, so if you ever want to follow me and you have not done so already, then uh, just go to at Funny Vivek with the letter M without the letter M. Sometimes, whatever, just find me online. You Isn't it like Kane Road slash... Um... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's finding me in the real world. <laughs> yeah. That's how I always find you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're the exclusive person I'm allowed to follow. I was about to say the name of the building. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. They can come to but my security guard yeah, is very yeah. well paid it's, off. Yeah, uh, phase five, <laughs> floor yeah, 63. The only building with like multiple phases in Hong yeah, Kong. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You can already, if you wanna, really want to do your research, you can find it. Yeah, it's easy, man. It's easy. <laughs> I'm sure like someone's taking photos and they like, post it online. Google map has like, this is his house. I'm like, yeah. come on, man. Dude, I think I did an episode of the podcast with uh, Turner Sparks, the Lost in America. And I don't know, I was just making a joke. And he's like, what's your address? And I just gave my full address. <laughs> <laughs> so, so his five listeners in the US already yeah. know my address. And they're like, when I come to Hong Kong, yeah. I'll be And now the listeners of this episode can go back on that episode and find my <laughs> yeah, address. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. really Cross promotion, Mohammed. Exactly. That's what we're doing over here. Where yeah. can they actually find you if they aren't seeing you in person? Uh, at the other Mohammed on Instagram. That's my main social media activity. Yeah. Uh, I think Twitter is for like old people. Yeah, so. exactly. You yeah. have it there because you've had it there for legacy reasons, exactly. right? Exactly. It's if literally yeah yeah it hasn't been updated the only for reason like, i started twitter was when i had an event like oh what's your twitter handle we want to you know uh, yeah what's we're tag you i don't know what they use yeah. right it's kind of like yeah. the business card and like meetings when you're like you feel inadequate like if you don't yeah. have a business card LinkedIn. you're like all right here's my twitter handle yeah yeah, yeah. that's why <laughs> I, have, I have a linkedin account but i'm like no <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> so <laughs> weird to have a cop look find a comic with a linkedin account <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's like dude we're doing comedy because we don't want to have a linkedin account exactly yeah, that's the <laughs> point it's like yeah. i know you want to do the corporate gig but i think this is not the method no i don't think so either yeah, but I see that's a, that's a very good topic to talk about because today we're going to be touching upon comedy yeah. from the other angle. Yeah. That is right. When we're not on stage or when you're at a comedy show and usually the audience is facing forward looking at the comedian, yeah. what's happening when they turn around other than you know the bar or the toilets and everything? Like yeah. What's really going on over there? Now, you and myself, we produce shows. Right. We run shows. We had to deal with different comedians, you yeah. know, all sorts of uh, egos slash attitudes. Yeah. And I really want to get into like letting people know actually what does it take to run a show. Yeah. So why did you even start doing sh running shows instead of just doing them? Um, I think it was just like the natural progression uh, back at Kung Fu Comedy Days because I was there all the time because I had no social life and I had a <laughs> job that I hated during the day. Yeah. So I would just go and do every show. Like even when I'm not booked on the weekend, I would just go and hang out. I yeah. literally had nothing else to do. And I was also doing open mic twice a week. And Zach, the guy who had my job before me, was just kind of like progressing like phasing out of the club because he was about to move back to the US and to San Francisco with his husband so he got married and wrapped up in Shanghai and he was just moving so I ended up kind of doing his job for like I don't know how many months uh, while he was just not around and then eventually when he left I just took over it was very natural yeah because you already do the work anyway I was already doing the work so like can you help with the music and we help with the light yeah like stuff that we'll get into later but I just like kind of learned the trick and the good thing about Zach is that he's not a comic so he doesn't have the <laughs> That ego he doesn't yeah. he doesn't he doesn't want to be seen he's also a very shy and quiet guy okay uh, so I, I learned from the best really because he just knows how to be in the back and just do things that impact the show without like going like hey, hey look i did that yeah, yeah, yeah. I obviously did the I'm, I'm the other guy <laughs> <laughs> comic comes on stage like put the music back up for a bit yeah, yeah. everybody knows i'm still working exactly yeah yeah comic <laughs> goes back on stage i'm like hey i got a laugh <laughs> exactly yeah now you do that <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean so it started basically like you were just there helping out and eventually yeah. like hey, i can do this myself i yeah. can take over and yeah. then it became your thing mm -hmm. and then i think that there's a certain like like people say you know when you have that bug you're like oh you know i love comedy i want to yeah. keep doing it i think the same with doing shows just yeah. producing a good show you're like wow you know that that's a good feeling as well mm. that you managed to make sure this just flowed and yeah. there were no problems and pretty much the best comedy show like it, uh, so when i was studying university my sound design teacher said the best sound design is when people don't notice it right yeah right yeah so the best comedy producers when people don't even know the show we don't, they don't even know what's going on they just go and have a good show yeah and just the yeah i think it's the same for most things though like the, the best people are the ones who are like just kind of in the background yeah and just make sure things go well yeah um 
the other thing that I, I think even comics who don't really produce shows, they learn a lot from being on the road, right? Yes. Because a lot of the time, especially comics at our level, we're not like, you know, massive. We don't have writers. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you go to like, in my experience, you go to like Hangzhou or Suzhou and I'm the headliner. There's a local guy. And I end up just also pr- producing the show yeah. because the bar is like, all right, here's the bar and here's the audience. Good yeah. luck. Do something. Do something. I'm like, there's <laughs> a piano on stage. Yeah. You're like, you don't want that? I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> why? We don't I need do? props, man. Yeah, yeah, it's also like in center stage. Like before that, they oh, had yeah. a comedy, like a music act. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're going to have to move that. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah. So next time I go there, I'm like, I know piano on stage, not good. So yeah, you yeah, just yeah. learn like little by little. Also, like sometimes, you know, in, the, in those dark days in, in, in central China, when you're t- touring, people are smoking all the time. People are facing each other. So things that you might not necessarily, not, someone might have not told you, but you're like, that's not good. Yeah, this, can that can we, help. Yeah, that can help. Yeah. And then you're like, can we do this? And then it goes much better. You're like, oh, that's a trick. Yeah, so I think that's it. It's like part of the survival mecha- mechanism yeah. that comics have where after a while you're like, okay, so I need a light on my face. Exactly. That could help. Yeah. Yeah, I've had so many of those where I'll do gigs, let's say not even private gigs, just like different venues. Yeah. You go there and like, you're like somehow this room doesn't feel right. No. What am I missing over here? Then you learn, oh, lighting. Yeah. Then you learn about the different light temperatures. You're like, I need a little bit warmer, yellowish. And you're like, oh yeah. my God, I have to know all this stuff. Yeah. I think it's really just a matter of like, not quality control, but like survival because you're the one on stage. Yeah, exactly. And also, when things are not going well and you're dying, people don't notice it's because yeah. your mic is screwed. It's because you're dying on stage. Yeah. And they just don't make that connection that, oh, that comic is, is good, but the circumstances are terrible. Yeah. I don't know. If, I think I might have mentioned that on a very early episode, but the worst gig I've ever done was in Bangkok, Thailand. It's the final of the international competition there. Yeah. And it's in Hua Hin, which is like the resort where the king hangs out, basically. Oh, yeah. And the bookers, for some reason, decided to have the final there. The the prelims in Bangkok were amazing. Great venue, very tight run. The Hua Hin one was like one of these resorts where just white people go to find like (laughs) young Thai chicks. Yeah. So, and it's on the second floor of this bar that is half outdoor, half indoor. Everyone in the audience doesn't know there is a show. Uh, Even they just got swindled into buying a ticket with their with their lunch. With the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> oh, so they're like, "Oh, you have tickets for the show." They're like, "Huh?" <laughs> yeah. And, and also, we we flew in from all over Asia. We're t- you know, us like at competitions, yeah. we're so nervous. Yeah. We're taking it so seriously. And we go there. I'm like, "Listen, uh, man, I'm one of the competitors. Like, I'm not the producer, but I'm telling. We got there at like four or five p.m. Shows at eight. I'm like, this is not gonna be a bad show. This is gonna be a no show. Yeah. You understand that you can't have a show." like that yeah and he's like what are you talking about i'm like okay so half of your venue is outside when there is a street and noises and tuk-tuks and hookers and all kinds of stuff your audience don't know there is a show there is also that the stage quote unquote is a pool table that we have to stand on while they cover it and there's football like a football game blasting on five screens around us and the venue is refusing to turn the, the the tvs off what? Yeah. So I'm I I basically had a fight with the promoter. Yeah. And I'm like, sorry, I'm I don't mean to you know be a big shot, but I can't do the show like this. Yeah. And then I riled up all the other comics to start talking. They're like, all right. And then we took the fight with the venue owner, yeah. and we basically threatened to leave. And then the venue owner's like, all right, what do you guys want? Or like, move the fucking pool table. <laughs> Simple. So, yeah, yeah. Move. We move the pool table. Convince him to put the f- the TVs on mute. Not to turn it off. God forbid they can't see what's going yeah, on in soccer. We couldn't close the doors to the outdoor area because it just it doesn't work. Yeah. So we managed to perform to the people in front of us who are like five tables. And then there is 30 other tables outside who are kind of listening, kind of not. Yeah. And I won that competition just because it was survival of the fittest. Uh-huh. It wasn't because I was a better comic. I wasn't actually because I was pretty young. But I had the production value, like the production experience yeah. more than other comics. So I know where to look in the room and who to kind of like just completely ignore. And that's how I ended up like I, everyone else. Who, some people had better sets than me, but it just didn't work because they didn't have that experience. Um, like they're used to like the, the comedy club is proper. Exactly. I just go there. I do my set. They people went on are paying attention. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they got distracted very easily by the noises outside. I think I addressed also firsthand how terrible the venue was. And I was <laughs> the first comic to do that. Yeah. So the audience like, oh, okay, this guy's what, what good. Were we, what were you in the order? What, which number I was were like three or four. Okay, out so of there like were two comics who were just like, let's just ride it through. But nobody needs to point yeah. it out. Okay. Yeah, that's right. And they both died yeah. really hard. So I think like I was pretty early on the lineup third. But I was the first one to first 
get one laugh. Yeah. And second, to address how terrible the venue is. <laughs> yeah. And how, you know, we're all so nervous when everyone in the audience doesn't even know yeah. there's a show going on. Yeah. But still, by far the worst show I've ever done. Yeah. I, that, that, I think that definitely would motivate you, number one, that you, whatever you, you, your shows you run yeah. cannot be of that level for no, sure. That's like, no. that's not, not even a benchmark. That's just like, that will never happen, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. And I think number two, that also gives like a lot of reality to comedians where then they learn to appreciate it. Yeah. There are so many comedians who just come to a show and be all like sit in the corner like yeah man I did my set it's like yeah. well you know you, yeah. there's a lot more to the show than just you doing your set and sitting yeah. in the corner right yeah. but I think the one thing I appreciate is when a producer comes up and makes it a point that like I want you comedians yeah. not to worry about anything yeah and I will handle it. If there's any yeah. issue, don't you get up and try to deal with it. Yeah. Your job is to go me. on stage. Yeah. And that's really hard because so many show producers, they'll think, okay, well, if someone's heckling, the producer's like, well, what do you want me to do? You want yeah. me to stop him? It's like, you decide. Yeah. Don't make me be on stage and make a decision for you. Yeah, it's it's pretty difficult. Like, especially with like small shops, like all over Asia, the, the producer or the promoter, sometimes they want the, the performers to do all the work, not yeah. just on stage, but also like, oh yeah, if there is a heckler and you, they can see that you're stressing on stage, and it's getting uncomfortable they expect you to just what fight them like yeah, I don't exactly. get it yeah it's like you're trying to be polite to the heckler hoping come on producer yeah. like, get yeah, up yeah, and exactly. pull them away why are you not I don't want to say it don't make me yeah. say it yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah there's that and the other side is like also there are promoters around Asia especially where they just expect the headliner to just promote the show themselves as oh. well oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm uh, I don't know if you're getting what the hint here but um, it's a promoter who uh, rhymes with Falun Gong <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> so there's a lot of those and exactly like you would assume okay you know this all seems proper yeah this has been running for a while I'm sure this person knows what they're doing and yeah. you get there you're like so you you don't like yeah. this is what you do wait hold on a second yeah. this doesn't make sense and that's the worst thing because like the last thing you need is like just before your show some yeah. technical difficulty that they can't seem to solve and you're sitting there going like I know how to solve this yeah I, exactly. I, it shouldn't be don't me don't make me do it don't make me do it yeah because if I do it I'm gonna it's gonna be my fault yeah. so I had a gig uh, in Discovery Bay like yeah. many 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 years ago I and mean, it was at a bar I forget which one and like the soundboard was just not working right mm. so the mic was not loud enough and everything and like when they were making it louder the feedback was coming in <laughs> and I was like oh man okay like I know what to do yeah. but I don't want to do it right yeah eventually I was like I can't I, I can't just sit here and just watch it sink <laughs> and I do it yeah. and they blame me oh my god I yeah. remember and they were like why did you know it sounds terrible I'm like yeah. I tried to I didn't what Yeah, and it was then, worse before yeah it was worse before uh. like you know this is um, this is the best I could make it happen right and then so after that I got a bit annoyed where I was like oh you know what either I produce a show yeah. when I'm there I'm just gonna be like well too bad if I know you I'll help you if I don't you're on your own man yeah so, you know and, and it's also like it turns bad it's always on your record like if you go to a private gig and everything is terrible and you're tanking and people are like oh this is a bad gig is like yeah you didn't do your job yeah yeah, exactly yeah like, my job is to come here and perform yeah if you give me it's like you know it's like a surgeon like you don't yeah. just expect them to perform yeah if you don't like you know sanitize the room and give them the heaven the anastasia guy and all of that it's like otherwise you're like oh yeah the guy died i'm like no fucking shit the guy died <laughs> yeah, what do you want me to do <laughs> nothing was sanitized what do you want me to do like duh <laughs> yeah you give me a bone saw <laughs> exactly yeah that wasn't even rusty like, what do you expect man yeah. he didn't even you're have a terrible it. surgeon Exactly yeah. right. He didn't need a tetanus shot until he came for surgery. Then yeah. he needed it. Right? <laughs> oh god. So yeah. yeah, there's those, and that will bring you to the time when you uh, started producing your first show. Like I remember when I, I forget which show it was, but it was probably one of the Cantonese shows. Mm. But we decided to just run it. And I like I'm one of the type of guys that I'm more than happy to kind of investigate. Like okay, what's light? Right. What is the right light? Why this light? And yeah. I'll go you know obsessively study about it. Yeah. And then so I would learn like oh this room is like a cold you know what they call like you know a cold blue light. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, you can kind of feel like everything just feels like a little bit, you know, colder. Like, I just don't know why, yeah. but it just, everybody feels a bit uh, far away. Versus like a spotlight. So we did a show at the Black Box, right? yeah. theater Black Box with yeah. like spotlight, bam. Right? Yeah. And you think like, this is supposed to be perfect. Yeah. And it's way too serious. Right. You know, yeah. and people are expecting like, life yeah. is not, you know. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh my God, this is terrible. <laughs> I remember because like the first time I did one of these big theater Black Boxes, I was like, yeah, spotlight is not good. Yeah. We need everything to be When it also like follows you when you move around. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And it's like, it's one thing if it's like, you know, a light that's following you and everything else is kind of lit up. That's but true. But this is like the, the James Bond, you know. No, that's not, that's <laughs> yeah, not you, good. You don't want that. It's like, why? I think we, one big theater act came to Shanghai and asked for that and I was opening for him. And the gig went really well, but like, I was so uncomfortable the entire time. Not yeah. just that, it's also hot. Yeah. No matter how far that light is, it's super hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it's just like, we're used to like the lights being too bright and yeah. it's, it's okay to kind of be blind. Yeah, but yeah. I know like they can't see anything else around me and yeah. it's way too much 
yeah. focus on yeah. you. <laughs> you kind of go like, oh, every yeah. word, they're going to see every movement I've got. Exactly. Yeah, man, that's the thing. So I, that's why, like, when I do a lot of these gigs, I tell them, okay, first of all, I before I even go there, like, what's your setup? I mm. just want to know. If you're unable to answer me, yeah. then if it's a paid gig, I'll go and venue check and everything. Yeah. If you're unable to answer me and it's not a paid gig, I'm like, ah, this is what I need. Yeah. You go rent it, you go figure it out. Yeah. Right? Because I'm telling you, there's no point me coming there, doing a mediocre job and be like, well, you know, I gave it my best shot. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this wasn't a great show. I'm like, I want it to be a great show. Yeah. I'm there, it better be a great show. This you know? is something I actually learned from you. We did a couple of gigs together and when I saw some things from you as a headliner when you just pay attention to some details that I've all of these years I missed completely you I'm like huh so you take responsibility even when you're not producing it and you're just headlining the gig yeah I, I think that's always been because I have my own quality standards that yeah. I want to hit yeah. and I think it also is probably like that's my my brand you know I mm. want to make sure if I'm doing it it's of that quality True. so it brings me back to like the producing of shows where uh, when I first started like with the Chinese scene yeah. so we would do shows and we just get like a small little four channel mixer and you yeah. know this is and it's easy right and we would try our best whatever we could but i was like adamant i'm like the mic has to be a short sm58 yeah right number one because it's classic yeah number two because it's durable you yeah. can smash this thing and it won't break yeah whereas if you get like a nice older rock stars still use it after yeah, yeah. like how old is that mic like exactly really old yeah the one you're using is, yeah. is sm58 right yeah, there yeah. It's same been like every venue i've ever run all yeah. the mics were sm58 exactly like yeah. you see like metallica yeah they can have like the most expensive it's sm58 is not yeah. even that expensive yeah, yeah, yeah it's just durable yeah and you see them doing crazy stuff and rolling it with yeah, the yeah. wire Fling around, around. They don't care yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so those small small things i'm like guys please like i understand you can get like a very clear vocal with the yeah. highs and everything but just get this mic yeah let's be done then also number two like i'm really big on wired mics like nothing Same. drives me more than Same. wireless yeah because i get so freaked out i'm like oh god they're gonna have bad oh man we there. had so gadal male who's obviously who you did you open for him here who no someone i, I opened. didn't my might have been ryan or someone anyway yeah, yeah. so i opened for him in shanghai and that was my first theater gig ever. Like the biggest gig I've done before that was the Hong Kong International Comedy Festival final at Cyberport, which is like 400 people, which is still pretty big, but it's not a theater gig. And it's also, it's a competition, not like a yeah. headliner opening spot. So I opened for Gadel Malik. I'm super excited. I have 15 minutes and my wireless mic cut out like 10 times Ugh. during my set to the point when not just that I addressed it, everyone can see it. I can see it with the core of my eye, Gad's team freaking out yeah. on, on the side of the stage. And I had to stop the show and walk across the stage to pick up a different mic yeah. because no one was helping me. I can yeah. just people having a meltdown in the back. Yeah. The audience can't see it. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. just see it to the corner of my eye. I'm still trying to do my act. Yeah. And then I'm like, ah. And then at some point, I just made a call. I'm like, I'm sorry, everybody. Just clap for a second. I'm going to yeah. go get a mic. And that was hellish. Yeah. And he, so he had the spare mic. So I changed it twice. And I, by the second time, it was kind of okay. The last five minutes, I closed well. I gave him the mic. I basically brought him up, gave him the mic, and then his mic started cutting out. Oh, God. And it was horrible. Obviously, he's a very, very experienced act. So yeah. he addressed it. Like, you know, he, he made jokes about Can't it. Can't be the first time for him, of I'm course. sure. Of yeah. course. But he also asked the same thing. That's what reminded me of this whole thing. He asked for a wired mic. Yeah. And he's like, stop the show, wired mic right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he he's also a very uh, physical yeah, comedian. act because he's a he's a he's an actor. Yeah, so he would like uh, pretended that it's coming from the ceiling and it's like this old gig, and yeah, then he yeah, joked yeah. about how he's being censored because it was in Shanghai. Yeah, yeah. he killed it. Yeah, yeah, but it's like that's also the value. It's like just give us a wired mic. Yeah, don't yeah, yeah. get fancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I tell a lot of venues, I'm like they're like no, but you know why it's so con inconvenient. I'm like it's my problem if I trip, right? <laughs> so let me worry about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like the security you give me by giving me this wire yeah. is way more important than whether I'm gonna trip over the cables. Yeah, okay. and also a lot of our acts sometimes. Sometimes you have an act out, like you have the wire, you can play with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even when you get nervous, you can sometimes hold it, it gives you a little bit of security. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You can do so many things with yeah. it. It's just better. Yeah. So and you don't want the batteries running out, like oh, hanging dude. over your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because every time I have to be like, look at the wireless mic. Okay, it's on. Is it yeah. on, on standby or yeah. is it green light or yellow light? <laughs> I don't want to touch that light by mistake. Exactly. And batteries, like two out of three. Yeah. I don't know. So that's, another, that's okay. So anybody who's listening right now and they're like, oh, I could do shows. Okay, lesson number one. Yes. Be professional, get a wired mic. Okay. Yes. As much as wireless looks beautiful and everything, get yeah. a wired mic. Comedians will appreciate it. Yeah. Definitely. And if a comedian tells you, like, no, I prefer wireless, I'm like, oh, wow, okay. Yeah. This is very interesting. Like, you I got, really yeah. want to know why. <laughs> there must be a reason, unless they're just for the convenience factor. Right. That's one. Number two, with lighting. Like, you and I, I think we both agree that we're not the spotlight kind of like put me in a spotlight no. in this round circle of yeah. following me around. We yeah, want I that think little it's faded exactly. face light, right? Yes. I think for a club, 
for a club uh, level, I think it's for me it's perfect, kind of like what we had at the Riff, which is like the whole stage is lit up basically. Yeah, yeah. And then everything else is black. I'm Correct. fine with that. But it's yeah. not like a direct spotlight. We basically had two floodlights. Yes, yes, from yes. the two sides. Yeah. They were TV grade lights. They were amazing. Yeah, yeah. But you're basically kind of crossing over on on stage, and it's. 80% of the stage was very lit up. Yeah. So even if you're standing in the corner, people can see you well. And then everything else is just black. Yeah, exactly. That's, for me, that's Then perfect. it's super focused. Yeah. You're not distracted like, oh, look at that corner over there. Exactly. This is happening. Yeah. And that's another thing I tell people is that when you come to a comedy show, you know, just for your own, if you've been to like 10 shows, yeah. then you can play a game for yourself where you start noticing like, okay, how's this show being produced? What quality yeah. are we at? This is right? actually a great idea. If you're a listener who's come to comedy shows a lot of different venues, just start, yeah, start yeah. like playing the production game yeah. when you go like, oh, okay, I You'll wonder what's happening it. here. Exactly. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of things I talk to people like, you know, placement of the speakers, mm. what type of speakers do they have the bass on the floor and all that, but that's way too technical. Yeah. But the lighting itself is a very good thing where if you have a venue that has a nice, uh, basically yellowish, but not completely yellow yeah. light, the warmest light, let's say, what, what what we call like 4,500 Kelvin or whatever, yeah. that light is like a nice warm, like, hey, you're friendly. Uh, yeah. You somehow just feels comfortable. Exactly. Right? So those kinds of yeah, things Yeah, you don't want make, the floor hospital light yeah either. exactly like yeah. sure everything's very clear but yeah i don't want to <laughs> see this so clearly yeah right so you have those so that's another thing like if you're like say you're trying to choose between two shows mm. that's something worth considering you know if you've been to the venue or that venue yeah it was really comfortable the lighting everything was good then chances are even if the comedians were let's say 90 90 percent they would be 100 right thanks to the yeah. environment of as course. well so yeah. there's that as well yeah you give them an environment that helps them succeed yeah and it's the same thing for like maybe a football game or something. Like when when you don't give them place to train, like we, we can get into the green rooms as well at oh, different yeah, yeah. venues. Oh yeah, yeah, that's cool. Uh, as well, yeah. But yeah, I think it applies to a lot of things when you're like you're helping, you want them to succeed. You don't yeah. want them to just struggle and um, and make their life difficult. Yeah. And so that's why, like, if you're so far, you're listening, and this is basically Mohammed and myself who actually produce shows, yeah. run shows, uh, perform at shows. Sometimes I have to go save shows. <laughs> like, you're not on the lineup, and you're yeah. like, oh my God, this is tanking. I better do something. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to go up there and do five minutes or whatever. Yeah. Right? Or yeah, you many have times to- we're both at gigs, and one of us is producing a gig, and they look to the other person, like, all right, you're up next. I'm yeah, like, I'm, like not, okay. I'm just watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't no, want to do yeah. this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just have, because, like, it's, especially if you're seeing the gig tank, because you're like, oh, the comics are just not hitting it. You're like, oh, yeah. we cannot let this go because it needs some little, little kick to the whole yeah. event. And I think as a producer, you also feel the responsibility that you're like, if you're able to do something, I'll just do it, even yeah. if it's not my show. Yeah, yeah, you're like, I can't, I can't be here. I, I cannot <laughs> yeah, just watch exactly. it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think we take some level of enjoyment, though, when we yeah. watch other comedians tank on stage. <laughs> yeah, obviously two different sides. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. comic and us are like, ha, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're tanking because the material sucks. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll laugh at that. I know. But if they're tanking because the mic is coming no, out, I'm like, that's, oh, no, that's I'm like, that's not fair, man. No, that's not I fair. I mean, that would he would have tanked if, he, if they heard the punchline anyway, but <laughs> I needed that to happen. That's not fair. <laughs> so that's the thing. So speaking of like helping when you don't need to help, we actually have a Patreon as well. Oh, so yeah. You, yeah, go to patreon.com. <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> 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 you really don't need to do this, but uh, please. <laughs> Patreon.com slash HoHoPod. Become a subscriber and support us. I mean, look at us. We're here producing shows so everyone can have a good time. Yep. Sometimes we have to go save shows, and sometimes the podcast can run dry, and we need you <laughs> to suddenly just press that button of subscribe monthly, and we get that alert. We're like, hey, let's... let's sometimes we need an Uber to get from one gig to save <laughs> the other gig. Exactly. So if <laughs> at you're, an unknown co- club in Soho. Exactly. Because <laughs> like the last thing you need is a show producer to do the show hungry. If we didn't yeah. have the budget to buy dinner before mm. the show. So again, patreon.com slash ho ho pod. I'd like to get my dinners from Mana. I don't know about you. <laughs> Same here, man. Yeah, with the exclamation mark. Mana! <laughs> <laughs> you definitely want that. So that's another thing. So uh, the, the next thing I want to talk about, the behind the scenes part is dealing with comics. Mm. I'm sure a lot of people who do any sort of work that deals with people knows, all, you know, attitudes, egos, yeah. this problem, that problem. Sure. Have there been any like sudden issues where like at the show you're like, I, what? No, we, no, no right now let's deal with yeah, this later so i think that goes into the difference so i think to establish that we need to also uh, establish for people who might not do the, know the difference between a producer and a promoter yes right so the, those are two different jobs most of the time in scenes small scenes like like hong kong they're basically the same person like uh, myself i'm yeah. i'm basically both correct yeah so producer is the person who makes the show happen as in the technical stuff you know, let make sure that Mike is all of these things that we touched on. The promoter is the person who books the show. Yeah. Actually, there is a two different jobs. There is a booker and the promoter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. also, again, in small scenes, they're basically the same person. Yeah. 
So that's the person who puts the show together as in a planned show, book the comedians, sets the lineup, give them set times, and you know who puts who goes on last and, and all of that. So obviously as a promoter slash booker, you deal with a lot of egos. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. comics are just, you know, we're yeah. Because like yeah, we're just egos. Yeah, walking you, around. You put someone as the opening act. They're like, why am I the opener? Yeah. You know, you put someone with seven minutes, and the guy behind them has got eight. They're like, yeah. hey, what's going on? Yeah. You know, you have that. Then you've got sometimes where it's kind of weird where you're trying to you want to put like a strong person to start the show, but at the same time you don't want to start the show way too strong because the I other know. comics are it's like you such, know. Yeah, it's such a dance. It's a balance, right? So it depends, obviously. Like if, when you have a an, uh, a headliner show, it's it's a good example because if your headliner is very strong, very reliable, you can actually kind of like have some uh, risk on the opening act side because you can have a newish guy in the middle but you don't want to start the show too weak yeah. because even though if it gets to the headliner you know the headliner is going to do well the audience might have already lost faith in the yeah, show yeah exactly right yeah. so actually when we book when we book the tour the the touring gigs like the people coming from the US or whatever the first host like if someone is a new host that's the first gig we give them yeah. So the the hardest gig to to host is the open mic because yes. that's all of the work. Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. host is basically doing everything. Yeah, because everyone's probably tanking. And yeah, but like, when I... you have like you know Mark Norman coming in, people are gonna love Mark Norman regardless. So you can have a newish host. Yes. Just make sure that one of the opening acts is good enough. Yeah. That people don't like hate you as a producer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or a promoter before Mark Norman comes up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So for local headliners, again, it's like a newer guy. Like for example, we just had Ask James headline. He's he did fantastic, but it's his first time headlining. Yeah. And we had. This joke, he's like messaging me. He's like, "Why is my opening uh, like lineup all headliners? Also, <laughs> yeah, 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 the, like yeah. strongest comics in the city." Yeah. I'm like, "Because you're headlining. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. your first time headlining. Yeah. So even if you're a new guy and you tank, yeah. people still got to see like a 60 minutes of decent material. Correct, correct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's so that's the challenge because like in a way you're like, well, you know, you don't want the, the show to be too heavy in the beginning, mm. and the quote unquote headliner is now struggling. Yeah. But at the same time, you're like, well, baptism by fire. Like this is how the game is. Exactly. If you're the headliner be the headliner yeah. and that's one thing I learned from uh, I think Butch Bradley asked once said to me he was like you know if you're opening for someone a headliner yeah. your job or you try to do is like to make the headliner shake yeah and I, when to he told me that, them, basically, yeah, right? yeah. and I was like that's really mean but I like it I was yeah. like yeah no, that, I love it yeah yeah, yeah. I, actually it, it's also like you will see me trying harder if I'm like really close with the headliner yeah you're like I want to watch you work I, yeah yeah exactly I try harder when I just want to mess with them <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like I'm just gonna close on my A material <laughs> just yeah. to mess with you yeah, and exactly. like, ah, shit I have <laughs> yeah, to follow that <laughs> yeah, and they should they should be able yeah. to and if you're headlining a show you've been to that level now Yeah, that's another thing as well that as a uh, producer promoter booker whatever you also kind of have a responsibility to help build a scene sure. or kind of you know encourage comedians to get out of their comfort zone yes. so uh, lucky for me because I do a lot of the Cantonese shows and um, now that the, scene, the Cantonese group at least has matured enough that where they can produce a lot of their own stuff yeah. before it was like okay you know what I want to I want you to just basically go second last and do like a heavy 10 yeah. or I want you to host like oh but I, I, I've never host I'm like, nervous yeah. I'm like just go just yeah, if just, you die I'll, someone will be at the end to clean it up exactly. don't worry you know and you have to push them yeah right so you have the responsibility and at the same time would you say that the challenge is also dealing with like some comedians who get stagnant you know you got the comedians who like the yeah. same set for 10 years you're like come on guys like, yeah that's that's difficult because at the end of the day we're all friends that's yeah. also like I wish I was kind of like producing or 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 promoting a show where, where I'm just the booker or the producer yeah I don't where care. I can actually get to tell people what to do without having to be like hey man what the fuck we thought yeah. we're cool I'm like yeah. yeah but this is also my job yeah literally you're making me lose money by yeah. doing the same exact set that kind of doesn't work sometimes yeah, yeah. Uh, again I'm like yeah. can you just try and fail that's completely fine I yeah. just I want to see you fail but yeah. at least with new material yeah, yeah, yeah and obviously it depends on the person some people get it and some people are like oh yeah I know but the way I personally handle it is that when I see someone kind of lagging behind I put all the comics who are writing new material with them on the lineup yeah, so just around pressure. them. Oh, yeah. You feel so much pressure. Yeah. And it has been working the whole time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, open mic nights as well. When you go there, you're like, man, everyone's got new stuff. I exactly. I'm going to make something up right now. Like, yeah. oh, do it. Yeah, do exactly. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. that half idea that you had about the MTR, just do it yeah. without the punchline. See yeah, what exactly. happens. See, yeah, exactly. Whatever. Yeah. You know, you might suddenly make something up with the pressure of being on stage. Exactly. Sometimes I, I've come up with a lot of stuff under pressure on stage because, especially open mic, when you just kind of like go like half baked idea. Yeah. You're like, I don't know. And then like so people laugh at like, an, like a weird 
thing that I said, I'm like, oh shit, that's it. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. a weird thing. Perfect. Yeah, I yeah. never realized this is actually funny. I <laughs> thought it was just normal. Like my <laughs> brain is, you know. Yeah, and a couple of times like this happens, and I start laughing at it with them. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit, that is funny. Yeah, and there you go. Yeah. So that's actually the process. So yeah, I mean, that's what I tell people is that you know the comedy show is not just like we're just doing the show. Like the scene. I think a lot of comics, there's, there's some comedians who just love coming to the show. That's just fine. Yeah. Right? There's some comedians who also feel a responsibility towards the scene. Mm. of like, I want to see the scene grow. Like, I really appreciate when the scene is growing. I have no problem with have com- with having competing shows. Bad. You know, you oh, there yeah. and That's I'm here. completely fine. I'm bring it. Because if anything, it forces you to like, okay, who, who okay, yeah, now we're step on. Up. Yeah. It's, it's on, you know, that yeah. we have to be able to not make the, uh, p- take the same piece of the pie. It's like, make yeah. the pie bigger. No, I didn't, I'm not interested in that either. It's not about like who is do. I think it's just like every man for himself, but at the same time, we all have the same goal, yeah. which is to have a great scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, exactly, of course, yeah. I want my shows to be good. But also, if I'm do, I'm seeing another show doing a lot better than me, yeah. I'm, like, I'm not going to be like, ah, screw that guy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I have to be like, all right, what are they doing that I'm not? Let me try to catch up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the comics are, you know, everyone is... They, they also want to play the best gig, right? So if I'm seeing someone, let's say, on... Tuesday night that has just been killing it and my Saturday shows are struggling I'm like alright that, that's yeah. like I have the advantage here what am I doing wrong and the comics are gonna go play the good gig anyway yeah 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 I mean, so that's another thing is a consistency of like your brand, yeah. you know, as a show producer that when people come to your show, you know, you've done a good job when people come not knowing the lineup. Exactly. And they just know, yeah, this brand. Yeah, we're going to have a good time. Exactly. Yeah. We reached that in Shanghai after so many years, but it was such a proud moment for us when literally came, people came in. They don't even know which night is which anymore between open mic and a weekend show. Yeah. And they, they come in on Friday. They're like, oh, yeah, we're here on Wednesday. We liked it so much. We thought it's another open mic. We're like, oh, it's a paid gig. They're like, we're happy to pay. Yeah. We had so much fun at the open mic. And we don't care who's headlining or who's the lineup. I'm like, yeah. yes. They just come like Kung Fu comedy for them. That's the comedy night. They just want to go to a comedy show, which is what you hear about in, in the comedy uh, seller, the comedy store. Yeah. Like, obviously, you can, you know, if you see like Jerry Seinfeld in the lineup, you would want to go. Yeah. But most of the time, it's just like, you know, it's just going to be a good show. You just book the comedy night between 7 and 8.30 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think that's another dynamic I really like. I think in the States, it's basically you just come down, you stay as long as you want. Exactly. Right? Yeah, I that's think the so comedy cool. store, like, like the co- there's no cover after 11 or something. Some of and that, they run yeah. until 2 a.m. Yeah, that's and crazy. And if you're there from the 7, a. 7, 7 p.m. show, yeah. you can just stay. Yeah. And just watch. Everyone has 15 minutes and you just keep keep watching. Yeah. yeah. And I've, I remember when I was in the States going, to, I think it was a comic strip or something. I was sitting mm. there. And after, no, comedy seller, I remember. Yeah, yeah, I was there watching and I'm like, so I can still stay here. But my brain is like, we're done. Yeah. Yeah, enough. Enough yeah. comedy. And I was like, I can't believe I've had enough How comedy. long have you have you stayed for? I probably was like two hours already. Oh, okay. yeah, I was like, that's a lot, man. This is like, actually another side that's, that takes us to a really interesting point is the length of the show. Yeah. Because like, I think it's the same as a classroom, right? Like, or like people say, like people who give lectures or whatever, the perfect time for people to keep people's attention is 90 minutes. Oh, yeah. Anything above that, you're already pushing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, you know. Even if it's great stuff. Yeah, exactly yeah. yeah i was gonna say like obviously there are exceptions like dave Chappelle sometimes yeah. goes bumps everybody and does four hours yeah, yeah but that's also like you know a genius yeah yeah talking yeah. it's like you know it's if jesus came after 90 minutes you yeah. won't be like hey jesus yeah we're, we're checking I- out we need, to, <laughs> yeah. we need a coffee right now exactly yeah you know? yeah, yeah exactly so there's that i mean the length of the show is important because as you said people get f- fade out and i used to get, use an example of like a buffet the yeah. food is still just as good when you started yeah but now you're not appreciating you're no. wasting the food if anything that's right right you're just yeah. forcing it down for the sake of it yeah so that's the thing like 90 minutes show i tell people actually when we do private events mm. sometimes like, uh, we want to book you for an hour i'm like uh, no yeah it's you, don't, not you don't know yeah, yeah. Like, no but we want to i'm like i can quote you but i'm telling you now yeah no you're gonna yeah. waste your money slash waste my effort exactly and i know but we want an hour. i'm like okay i need to explain to you how this works okay people are not coming to your event to watch comedy yeah. Comedy is like a little side secondary something's yeah. going on as yeah. well. Whereas the comedy show is like, I'm here for comedy, so give me an hour and a half. I'll right. do that. Yeah. So that, those are the small, small dynamics that people need to understand that the reason why a comedy show can have like 90 minutes because you're there for that. Of course. Uh, you got like 10 different comedians. Yeah. Whereas if you have one guy doing an hour at a corporate, you know, Friday afternoon. Yeah, when they're already there to like eat food and, and you know, socialize and, you know, pay charity or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you don't want the whole thing to be about comedy and they're yeah. going to be like, all right, this is... This is taking too long. Yeah, this guy, even still, if it's like an amazing act. Yeah, still they're like, I have stuff like an hour is a long time on a <laughs> it's Friday. It's very afternoon. long. Yeah. I literally have a gig coming up when I have exactly the same conversation. It's a charity show. Yeah, we agreed. Uh, like I'm, I agreed to do it. 
and they're like all right can you do an hour i'm like nah i'll do 30 minutes they're like all right what is your fee and i give them the fee they're like all right we'll double that do an hour i'm like no it doesn't work still that no way. it doesn't yeah. work that way yeah, yeah, exactly like, yeah yeah so that's what, that's what i mean and those are when you have some comedians who have to also draw the line yeah. as comedians yourself so i think that's the issue is that as a, pro- a producer promoter booker whatever mm. you have to kind of have that thing okay this type of show if i were to run it like people sometimes will book you hey i just make a show happen at this venue right, right. and you got to give them the the idea of like okay so this is how it should be this is what yeah. we need and they're like oh okay i never knew that yeah. i mean i'm sure you'll, you'll even have people saying like so how much should we sell tickets for you're like uh, yeah, uh, up to you but yeah, it's also like i people ask me that sometimes in different countries i'm like i've never even been to your country yeah, i don't know how much people pay exactly over there. i don't i'm not familiar with your market at all they're like do you think 15 us dollars is too much for japan i'm like i don't know man <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i don't know what the consumer <laughs> exactly. index is over there yeah 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 maybe that, it's the price of you know a place of a plate of sushi or something yeah, that's yeah. too cheap i have no idea yeah, man. yeah maybe if people, it's up to me yeah charge 100 us i don't yeah, care exactly <laughs> i mean people might pay 15 us for one sushi but maybe not for comedy <laughs> exactly. you get it? it might be different value like I'll pay for that slice of salmon but this nah this is maybe a yeah, dollar not the hairy guy <laughs> yeah, not happening man so yeah that's again like a lot of the behind the scenes of what happens at comedy shows that people don't really notice and uh, that's a the, the thing I really want to touch upon mostly is that when we have bad shows or you've mm. produced shows and things are just not working out what is your methodology like for example myself like let's say i, I see a show and i cannot <clears throat> i cannot just sit there and be like all right you know watch we'll just, the ship yeah, watch sink the show, basically yeah. number one that yeah number two even while the show's going on my brain is still constantly like okay the lights are still good the, the, okay you know what I right think that's he's talking too loud maybe i'll adjust it a bit yes do you still have that as well are you still like yeah. you know fidgety during the show yeah yeah so i'm i'm it's actually difficult especially when you have to jump on stage when you're booked on the lineup anyway but all the time while someone's on stage at the gigs that i produce i'm mostly by the soundboard because some obviously some comics have like screaming bits and yeah. some comics that like sing and some people like you know have act outs when they like like andy blows into the microphone yeah, at one of his like, bits oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and literally when I see him setting up this bit I yeah. run to the soundboard because yeah. once he does it I've seen him do it yeah. and the bit does really well but people are like ah yeah, it's yeah, too yeah. loud it's I like know a, what you're talking about yeah yeah, yeah yeah exactly so I run to the soundboard and make sure his mic is kind of down when he's doing that yeah and then that actually goes back to your earlier point about like the things that we do that no one notices yeah I'm like in a way you're like that bit worked better because I would put the sound yeah, yeah, yeah. down well, otherwise would, you guys it would hurt exactly yeah, it would yeah. hurt I mean because like some things you cannot use like technology for example like you might be oh we get a compressor on that you know, but, yeah. just, but like some things just don't work because like that, that, that it's such a big difference between the sound volume that yeah. we know that yeah. it's going to go from like you know six decibels to like all the way there you're like okay I'm yeah. going to adjust it just down just for yeah. that and we catch that yeah right? and the other thing is one of the most important things that people sometimes we get not in conflict but but we gotta get, like have a thing with the audience at the beginning is filling the front row. Yeah, it's so important, and I completely get it from the audience point of view. If we ask them to sit in the front, they feel pressured. They feel like oh, we're gonna make fun of them. We're setting them up for embarrassment. I completely get it. But when we go on stage to to start the show and we see the front row empty, and we ask anybody to get in the front, and we say it's trust me, it's better for the show this way. The comic does not want... Because the thing is, for almost 99% of the shows we do, we can only see the front two rows. Yeah. So even if you have 500 people behind, it doesn't matter because I feel like I'm talking to empty chairs. Yeah. So this is why we need people in the front, not to make fun of them, especially when, like, I personally, when I do it, and I say, like, hey, guys, we need to fill the front row before the show starts, and I see people from moving from the back to the front, I tell the comics not to talk to these people. Yeah, yeah. They, I'm they, like, this is the reward yeah. is to being left alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that's a very fair uh, transaction yeah. where... You know, they've helped us out. Exactly. So why put them in an awkward situation? Even yeah. if you were to talk to them, be smart with the responses. Exactly. You know? Don't mock them. Be Don't like, hey, just them. interact them. Yeah. Let them know you're, they're special in a way. That's right? right. And obviously, there are so many gigs like Andy's uh, headliner uh, last week. Uh, we had a lady who wanted attention, just wanted attention throughout the whole show. She was not, she was heckling, but she wasn't, it wasn't malicious. It was just, she was a little buzzed. She just was happy and she just wanted attention. And Andy walked over towards the end. He was killing with the crowd work with her, but he came close to her to give her a high five and she tried to take the microphone. We <laughs> 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 were like, all right, lady, that's yeah. the line. Yeah, that's the line. Yeah. <laughs> he literally, yeah. She literally tried to steal it. It was very funny. Yeah. But like, that's the other thing also, with, you know, with smaller shows, we don't have bouncers. Yeah. Like, we are the bouncers. We're not that buff. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
so dealing with hacklers is something else because yeah. like how do you especially if the hackler is closer to the front yeah or if it was so clear that they're causing a problem how do you remove them without number one not making the show just turn sour and number two not turning the audience against you yeah. or either as a comic on stage or as a producer because the comic might be doing very well but then I go and try to de- drag the hackler Distracts out everyone and oh. stre- everyone else is stressed out the yeah. hackler might be in uh, all of these things yeah yeah so you, and yeah, sometimes you, I think we usually handle it by like, you know, you kind of duck between the audience and very quickly just tap them on the shoulder or the leg. You're like, hey, we need to talk outside. Like, I promise you, we're not kicking you out. We're just going to talk. Yeah. All of these things. And you try to take them outside and clear it up with them. And honestly, the vast majority of people are fine with that. Yeah. We've had a couple of incidents where people just, just wanted to fight. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. You're bound to have that. I mean, like, if you do 100 shows, you cannot have 100 perfect shows. No, you no. You have one person we out of We had some guy in Shanghai sleeping in the front row, like sleeping, completely passed out. Yeah. And when we, the headliner, of course, asked them to leave. Yeah, uh, fair, man. Very fair. He was also a touring headliner, like a big name. And he's like, this motherfucker, like, yeah, what yeah, sleep. And then, and then we take them outside, and his wife goes like, oh, we just came from a flight, and we, we just came here just to see this guy. I'm like, well, number one, you're not seeing this guy. He's yeah, you're sleeping. Asleep. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, number two, you're in the front row. Yeah. Like, it's so distracting yeah, to, yeah, the, yeah. to the, yeah. the comic. So, yeah, in general, like, not interrupting the show, like, just letting the show go very smoothly and catching things very, like, sometimes, obviously, all the time we ask people not to film because comedians are very protective of their material. So, sometimes you catch someone filming. So, what do you do then? Do you go and, like, very aggressively, like, turn your phone down? That's already, they're not even going to enjoy the rest of the show. So, you go very politely, like, hey, can you please, we said not filming. And most people are fine. Yeah, so you don't, you don't. Point them out, be like, let the whole world know you're filming. No, it's kind of yeah. like, hey, look, I get it. You're, the temptation is there. Yeah. You did it, maybe for an Instagram story, whatever, but please, like, let's not do that. Yeah, because yeah, I've had many of those where I've had gigs where someone's sitting, like, let's say, in the middle of the room mm. and they're filming with their phone. And I usually give it, like, a 30 second buffer. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, maybe an Instagram story. Or they're maybe doing a boomerang or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah one fine. of those. Or, yeah. like, maybe I just want to get a little, little clip to send to my friend. Hey, this is a really funny thing he's doing. I'm like, yeah. ah, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. But after a minute, you're like, right, you're, you're filming. Right. You're taking the whole bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is too much now. You know, yeah. and then I kind of like then I do call it out. I obviously hope that the show uh, producer, promoter, whatever is yeah. taking care of it. But if not, then I'm like, oh man, well I see you're still filming. I mean, yeah. come on, like pirate better. Yeah. You know, like like it, you yeah. know, don't make it so hard. like your face has to still you know. Yeah. So I'm trying to show her. I'm like, if you're gonna cheat, you know, do it this way. Do you? Yeah. And so that way you play on that. She's like, oh, he knows. Yeah, you give her a tripod. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, right, somebody over here, can we get get some light? I need to light yeah, my face. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> right, and make it a big point then. Yeah. So you have those, and because I do appreciate. I remember when I was headlining the backstage comedy show. Mm. Uh, I think it was the first night, or second night, second night, I think. Then someone in the audience had a little ruffle with someone else sitting on the side. Remember? Oh yeah. Yeah, and yeah. like I remember, I was at the back waiting for my turn still because all the other comics. Were on stage and yeah. when I saw that happen automatically my, my uh, show producer instincts kicked in and I'm like yeah. oh, let me deal with it yeah. and then you pushed me like, hey deal I'll take care of it and yeah. I'm like oh and I, I appreciated that because I was like yeah I need to focus on the show man exactly you know and there's these small small things that people need to realize that when you have stuff like this happen the show needs to go on right the audience should not be distracted no that they're like oh what's it's going not their on? fault it's the same thing with interacting with the heckler yeah like a lot of the times of course your instinct is just yeah, scream at them or like just shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you do that, everyone else is uncomfortable. It's not their fault that yeah. one person is being an idiot. Yeah. And the same thing like that on your show. This guy, I don't actually. He like, touched you know, him or something. Yeah, like, like some yeah. guy was like asking another guy in front of him. He was a bigger guy to like just move aside or something so they can see better. And the other guy's like, oh, he touched me without my consent. It was a whole. <laughs> yeah. It just so stupid. <laughs> yeah. And it was, was kind of silly in a way when like when you look at it, you're like, dude. I mean, really? Yeah. Are we? Are so we, what I, I did is like I took the one guy outside and I'm like, hey, I listened to him. I wasn't listening. I just like let <laughs> yeah. him ramble. Sure. And I'm like, I'm not kicking you out. I'm just gonna move you to the other side of the room. Uh, if you're, I also told him if you're not happy with the show at the end of the show, I would refund you your money. And yeah. here's a free drink. Just shut up, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and I looked at him when you went up on stage, and he was he was having a, a blast. Done. So I'm like, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think the general thing is like if you're an audience member, like just try to maybe not necessarily do any work but like 
appreciate the the the, the produ production the side whole thing, of yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really simple. We're not asking you to be like, wow, I want to say this is a great room. Oh my yeah. god, let me write a review. We're not saying that. Yeah. What I'm saying is that these small small nuances yeah. that do make the difference, and all you have to do really as a, as an audience is just enjoy the show. That's right. For enjoy the show, for. and is in general just listen to instructions. Yeah. Like because they're not. I don't think anything is unfair that we say. Like for example, no smoking in the room. Or most almost every venue in Hong Kong it doesn't allow yeah, smoking can, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like also. Some some people just try to go like I because you know the smoke just like you can see you it see it against the it. light yeah. right so and some people like every time that happens even here people are like oh there's no smoke that's vape I'm like I can see it that's yeah. how I saw it there's a smoke <laughs> yeah exactly and it's very distracting for yeah. the comic vape or state. not man it's still the textures in the air exactly I'm yeah. like yeah that's, I think by definition that's by physics that's still <laughs> yeah, smoke yeah that's still smoke yeah exactly <laughs> so <laughs> you know don't smoke uh, you know make sure your phones are mute or whatever like all of these things it's the same like a open or a movie theater or something yeah, like that. Like just, you just be smart. Don't, don't interrupt the show in that sense with like, if you're going to interrupt the show, you're going to be part of the show. Yeah. There's that as well. So if you want to be part of the show, fine. Like As a comedian, <laughs> that we should be skilled enough to deal with it. Yes. But do realize that interrupting and being part of the show are two different things. Right. Right? Yeah. And it's like, if you want to heckle, it's part of the show, fine. But remember, you are running the risk of number one, ruining the show for not just yourself because you yeah. might get kicked out. Yeah. Number two, ruining for everyone else. And number three, just basically, just in general, just making the whole show terrible <laughs> for the yeah. friend who came with you who's like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. Yeah, exactly. I cannot believe this We have had been. incidents when people, like, you know, hecklers, uh, I think we might have touched on this story before, like when I was doing the Psychong show about a couple of months ago, oh, yeah, the yeah, lady yeah. who heckled me, her friends left the table. They yeah. were like, ah, oh, they wouldn't know her. We're, we're out. And she was just left for to, to fight for herself. And yeah. she couldn't. Because yeah. even her friends turned on her. Yeah. And that's actually an example of what not to do at a comedy show. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if you're doing something, your friends are turning on you. Yeah. I don't know, man. I really don't think it's your friends that are a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm fairly, fairly certain that you were having the issue over here. Yep. So, yeah. So, small, small things. I, I will tell you that as a comedian, when we're on stage... The best thing is that when we only had to focus on the show, mm. but it takes a lot of the behind the scenes. And I think a lot of comedians learn it through basically the whole process of doing exactly. shows, right? Yeah. And if you want to do comedy, it's also very smart of you to know all of these things. I'm not telling you to learn how to work the soundboard and everything, yeah. but if you know it, you just basically added another little weapon to your arsenal. That's that, right. You know, if you go to an event and you're like, yeah. oh, okay, this is happening. This must be because of that. Exactly. Like a prime example I tell comedians whenever I see them on stage and like there's a, there's a feedback ringing in mm. the space, that wing, wing, that thing. Yeah. And the moment they pull the mic away from their mouth mm. thinking that will help it, yeah. I'm like, dude, like I need to talk yeah. to you. That's yeah. not how it works, okay? Because it's small, small things where I'm like, if you know that, then you know, okay, I'm getting feedback, which means I'm too close to the speaker, yeah. get the mic closer to my mouth, away from the speaker, and we can get this sorted out. Yeah. And bam, problem solved. Yeah. But if you're not, and you're looking at the soundboard saying, I fix it, I'm like, no. No, that's actually you. Yeah, it's yeah. you. The physics will not work yeah. that way. So again, I'm not telling you to immediately know all these things, but it's these small, small things if you want to try comedy. Right. And honestly, like, I would say nobody taught us this. No. But you learn it as you do it. Yeah. And it really takes a simple curiosity and willing to kind of try it, which yeah. brings you back to the whole idea of like trying new material. Right. Like, you know, sometimes you have to try new material to figure out like, oh, so it turns out I'm good at this material. Right. I never realized I'm that yeah, type of Yeah, try different styles too. Yeah. Like I went through so many phases. Like I, in fact, I don't actually, like eight years in, I don't think I settled, completely settled on a style. Yeah. Yet. Like I've, you know, I've done like one-liners. I've done like long form stories. I've done like punch, punch, punch. And I'm like, like I like a bit of everything and I listen to like more experienced comedians they're like yeah it takes you like 15 years to quote unquote find your voice like yeah yeah you know so um same thing for for the, the production side it's like all right this thing happened that never happened before uh how what's the best way to deal with it well just try something and see what happens yeah so that's what i mean like go to different shows go enjoy it if you're doing open mics if you're doing comedy go try different rooms you yes. learn something from it yeah but what i would i would tell everyone to do is that if you go to a show and the just the vibe's no good yeah just don't go yeah, just go to another. There are other shows to go. Agreed. Right, and, yeah. and make it a good thing because, like, remember, if you just go into a show because it's simply convenient for you, mm. in a way, you're also kind of telling the scene that it, I don't have no quality. Like, right. go nuts and do a crappy show. I'll still be here. That's that's one of my biggest pet pet peeves is like people not trying hard when it's so easy to like fix like things like when you go to a show and there's just the bar in the back is is mixing drinks and it's too loud. Yeah, I'm like, this is such an easy fix. Yeah, just ask the bar staff not to do that. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you'll be like, oh, so, and then yeah. I, the MTR door closed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh. and you're like, shit. Yeah. Now the punchline is ruined. Yeah. You give like, me the light. I got to get off the stage exactly. and nothing's working. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's just like, there's, 
I get that some things like like a venue that has like a pillar in the middle. Yeah. You don't put people behind it and be like, all right, I don't know what to do. Yeah. There's just pe- people around it. Yeah. But like, okay, you can't do anything about this. You're not gonna ne- ne- take down the pillar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> take the whole building down <laughs> yeah. because you want to have a show. But like, um, uh, this is you know one of my biggest p- pet peeves is mixers going off during the show oh. because it's a, such an easy fix. Just don't mix drinks. Yeah. When the comedian is on stage. Yeah. Do it before, do it after. Ask for intermission. Yeah. It's not the best thing for a comedy show, yeah. but I understand that your venue, you want to sell drinks. Just ask for intermission yeah. and we can work it out. Yeah, exactly. I think I, I'll put it this way. like If you come to a venue and just everything about the venue doesn't seem to feel good, yeah. just don't go there. Like, for example, if the, the blender is going on during the show, yeah. they never go back again. Yeah. If like you go down there and you're walking in and you're like, it smells like a toilet, just never go back there again. <laughs> you know? And just do that. Help support the scene There's of quality. There's way too much orange here. Exactly. My yeah, you're like, hurt. I, I know the reflection in my eyes is painful. Please stop this. Yeah. The chairs are not comfortable. I mean, the flip side of that, though, is that like in small scenes, the comedians want to try different rooms and we don't have, like, you know, I I have never been to New York. You have. You can actually tell me your side of it. But like, I feel like you have the luxury in New York to like, there is a few different terrible venues. You're like, I'm never going back there again. And I still have a hundred other venues to try yeah. that I can pass on or whatever. But here, if you have like, you know, six venues and three of them are terrible, now you're stuck with only three, yeah. which might not be good for you, for your development. Sure. So as comedians, we're also kind of stuck with like yeah. limited I, options. I think it's, it's both ways. I would say as an audience as well, think of it this way, like the evolution of a comedian also requires different rooms. The evolution of an audience also requires different rooms. Yes, agree. So I'm not saying don't go to these rooms. I'm saying go to it, but also realize like, hey, you know what? I've reached this level where I want quality comedy. That's right. Then go for those shows. That's what, I, I completely agree with that. Like yeah. try everything. Yeah. Like even when we both have our own shows or produce shows, Try everything. Try everything else. Yeah. And then you judge for yourself. Yeah. And but don't settle for for the, yeah. the one that you are not. You're like, nah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's easier just, as even if it's or cheap. Whatever. It's just yeah. not worth your money. Yeah. And us as comedians, like, we want you to have the best experience you can have. Yeah. And you can find that. But you go just judge for yourself and try everything. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see everyone at the shows then, I guess. Yeah. See you guys at the show. All right. Thank you.